What is going on, folks? It's your guy, Thomas Gann, TG here for Ice Cold Sports. And the Baylor Bears are your national champions. Yes, folks, it's a solo pod today, just by the way. Uh, Baylor's national champions. Uh, congratulations to them, obviously. Big win, big, big win. Scott Drew's been there for 18 years. And during the broadcast, they showed him at his introductory press conference where he said, we're going to win a national championship. Or like he said, he talked about winning a national championship. And at the time, they had like had no success. They only had like three uh, wins in the NCAA tournament. Prior to that, they had like very little program success. And the idea of Baylor winning a national championship in basketball was bananas. So shout out to them. Uh, great title game. Really dominated it from start to finish. But we'll end up being the bigger storyline, I think, will be what we make of Gonzaga after this. Because obviously Gonzaga was undefeated going into this. Gonzaga was undefeated coming off that incredible win uh, in the semifinals against UCLA, hitting that unbelievable shot. Incredible buzzer beater. One of those moments where you just, it, it very extremely memorable moment in the history of college basketball right there. Uh, but they were undefeated. They were trying to become the first team to go the entire season undefeated and win a national championship since Bobby Knight uh, did so in the late 70s with Indiana. But didn't happen. Did not happen. And it's going to be a long, long summer in uh, in Washington. And there are already the takes going out there that, you know, uh, Gonzaga is a fraud. Um, that they play, because they play in a smaller conference, this is to be expected. They don't play that strength of schedule all year that is uh, conducive to making it, you know, to the finish line in March. And I I, I, I think there's some merit to, there's maybe a little bit of merit to that. I think it's a hot take. It's a hot take I kind of like. Uh, but here's my addition to that. And I've said this before, actually. And I still think it's true. They cannot be a member, at least for basketball, of the West Coast Conference anymore. They have grown past it. They want to be taken seriously in the future. Because this is not the first, I mean, this is the second time they made, you know, the biggest stage in college basketball, the national championship game, and they've fallen short. And this year, they're supposed to be one of the best teams ever. They're undefeated going into this game, and they lose. If I am Gonzaga, I am trying to, at the very least, become a basketball-only member of the Mountain West Conference. Or, at best, you know, you know, if you really want to shoot from the top there, the Pac-12. Although that could be much more difficult because uh, Washington and Washington State may not want them in the conference. Mark View is still an amazing coach, and I have no doubt that Gonzaga will be back to this stage again. Uh, but you have to understand people being skeptical after, you know, you get all this hype after this many years and they come from the small conference. You, you need to show up, you know, put up or shut up at some point at, in this big stage. And maybe the way to get there and to get that little step up that would, will give them what it takes to win a championship is by leaving the West Coast Conference and coming to a bigger conference. Because the West Coast, West Coast Conference is a lot of small schools that are nowhere near the, the caliber of Gonzaga anymore. 
they've grown past it, like by by just completely. So at this point, if I'm Gonzaga, it is time to move on from the West Coast Conference, in some way, shape, or form in basketball. And I think you can probably do it. You can probably find a way. You know, with just by name brand alone. Hopefully, we'll see if that happens. Um, but in any case, congratulations to Baylor. Huge win for them. Huge win for that program. And Scott Drew, I thought he was probably, maybe we could get hired at Indiana. He didn't. Indiana hired, uh, was it Mike Woodson? Wild hire, by the way. We'll get into that right now, but oof. Yeah, how, how the mighty have fallen at Indiana. But in any case, shout out to Baylor. Nice job. Next up, um, what has been kind of a big storyline in baseball the last few days, Major League Baseball has decided to pull the 2021 All-Star Game from Atlanta because of voting laws that were recently passed in Georgia. Now, I don't want to get into the the muck of politics here. I don't. Uh, I do think sports figures should have the right have the right to talk about politics as they want, as any private citizen should. At the same time, I don't really want to talk about politics on this podcast. I will say that even Stacey Abrams, who was a the runner-up in the gubernatorial race a few years back, um, who, was, who is a Democrat, has talked about in the past, when other laws were passed, uh, when it came to potentially boycotting Georgia, uh, that it was not productive and that people maybe shouldn't do it. She, she even has said that in the past. Uh, but, you know, different folks are different folks. You're lo- everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Everyone's allowed to think their own way about what is right and what is wrong about that situation. Now, touching on the actual sports side of this, uh, today, it hasn't been officially announced, but the word is that Coors Field, Denver, Colorado, is going to get the All-Star Game this summer, and I'm not going to lie. I am excited. As you may know, this uh, podcast is based out of the Denver area. Uh, I've been to Coors Field many times. Love Coors Field. And I, there'll be a lot of high school sports content surrounding the All-Star Game. There's going to be a lot of it. It'll be a lot of fun. It, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to... I I, I, I had to come up with different plans right now. i got a, different video ideas, different podcast ideas, different pro- promotional ideas. If it, this is true and real, this could be big for this podcast. So hopefully it is true. Hopefully it is real. It'd be very, very cool. And I would very much be looking forward to it. Another big storyline from today. Uh, Sam Darnold traded to the Panthers. The Thurs uh, get Darnold. The, the, the prevailing sentiment about Darnold has been that, hey, his development has been stunted because he's in such a you know bad situation in New York with the Jets. Uh, and there's been flashes of his talent in the past. And there's interesting, it would be interesting to see if he could break through with a different team. Uh, and then finally today, the Panthers traded for him. And you got a pretty good, I mean, the Jets got you know, a pretty good haul on there. Uh, sixth rounder uh, from this draft, a second rounder and a fourth rounder in next year's draft. Uh, kind of a heavy price to pay. It'll be interesting. I'm not sure. I'm wondering now if this is the best move for the Panthers, per se. Um, I guess they're reading the tea leaves and seeing the writing on the wall, and they don't think they're going to get 
uh, Watson or anything like that, although Watson's obviously a whole different situation, so they may not even want to touch Watson. Who knows? So right now they're trying to find a, a replacement. They're thinking that maybe bringing him into Carolina, they could do what they were hoping to do with Teddy Bridgewater. They brought in Bridgewater hoping that the coaching staff in Carolina could turn him around, turn around his career, a career that was very promising at one point when he was with the Vikings, as you may remember. But obviously it did not work out as well as people were hoping. And now they're trying this again to bring in Darnold, Matt Rule, who had kind of a disappointing you know, season last year with Bridgewater as his quarterback. I'm wondering if they're thinking that was just Bridgewater and that he can do this when it comes to developing a quarterback, maybe kind of, kind of trying to reclaim, redeem a quarterback, and that's what they're trying to do with a guy like Darnold, who obviously a lot of talent, has shown flashes. Some incre- a couple. You look at some of the highlights he's had made in New York, and they have been just incredible. And the question becomes, well, was it just Adam Gase holding him down? In the long run, in the in, in the in the long run, he can overcome that with competent coaching. I don't know. We will see. It's an interesting gamble. We'll see if it pays off. Next up, Hubert Davis will be the next head basketball coach at North Carolina following the retirement of the legend Roy Williams. Uh, Hubert is a is a longtime assistant for. Uh, Roy Williams, and he uh, he's one of those guys who is a North Carolina guy. They were expecting to bring in a North Carolina guy. He's the first ever African-American head coach at University of North Carolina. Pretty cool thing. They went through, he played for Dean Smith at UNC, late 80s, early 90s. He was a first rounder, went to the Knicks, stayed, was starting the, he played in the NBA for over a decade. Was a worked for ESPN as a college basketball analyst. Came back home. All the best to him. It is. It's. It, it, you know. I. You have to trust the administration in that program that he's going to continue the tradition of North Carolina basketball. You know, Roy Williams also had a say in that, and he knew who would be best to take the reins over for him. The best of luck to Hubert Davis, uh, and. I think that it's going to be a good... I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's a drop-off at all next year. Obviously, this wasn't the finest year for North Carolina. So we'll see if he is able to elevate back up a little bit more to what is we find normal about North Carolina, the normal North Carolina dominance. We'll see. We'll find out very soon. But interesting hire. Could be a very good one. Finally, uh, a storyline that I think is... I mean. So Michael Rappaport, you may know him, uh, actor, famous basketball fan, the self-proclaimed king of trash talk, the, the king of trash talk. He said, that's what he calls, he says he is. Uh, so he got fired from Barstool Sports for disparaging their fans. And he tried to go after, you know, Dave Portnoy and all these guys. And surprisingly, Kevin Durant came to Portnoy's defense. He was sending him DMs. Shit talking him, you know, saying, you know, just, uh, you know, calling him, you know, you know, pussy, you know, yada, yada, yada. 
just saying some really <laughs> some some just oof some you know oy, oy boy kind of things and uh and then Rappaport shared screenshots of this stuff on social media. And then today he comes out on Fox Sports One and starts basically crying in front of the entire nation uh, because he reported on himself for you know getting 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 owned by Kevin Durant. He was crying. The king of trash talk. When someone tries to, you know, you know, if you can't stand the heat, don't get in the kitchen. The king, quote unquote, of trash talk. You crying about being trash talked? He's a fraud. He's a clown. You do not have taken him serious. No one should have taken him seriously, pretty much ever. And I don't think anyone will ever take him seriously in that capacity, at least. Again, in my opinion, at least. Uh, and then Durant got fined it was 50k 50k worth it though probably worth it after all that kind of stuff after, after you know after all the, the the shit talking he's done over the years he got a taste of his own medicine and he didn't like it he didn't like it whatever pretty funny stuff and i mean you reap what you sow i guess what can you say thank you everybody for listening uh looking forward to coming back on here Next pod will drop on Wednesday, and that will be our Masters preview with my guy, Koozie. We're going to have a lot of fun on that one. We're going to, the last one I thought was, the last podcast with him I thought was great, and I think this one will be great as well. Get excited. Get get going. Looking forward to it. One last note on the Masters. I keep seeing these commercials for the Masters where they they got like, oh, like, like jazz music and stuff. Like, no. No one wants to see that. No. We want to hear the Magnolia Lane. Do, 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 A tradition. That's what we want to hear. That is what the people want to hear. They don't want to hear, uh, you know, jazz music or whatever. When, you know, for the, for the masters. What, what, what's wrong with you? We, human beings, are creatures of habit. And sports fans, even more so, are creatures of habit. That's why we have one shining moment at the end of every tournament. That's why we have all these different traditions that we defend year after year after year. Can we have this? Can we keep it simple? Because those commercials gives you goosebumps that makes you happy. And they bring in these jazz, this jazz stuff. Which, I like jazz. I don't dislike jazz. I'm just saying for the Masters, specifically, for this commercial to hype up the masters we know what we want just give it to us just give it to us and rant thank you all for listening and this has been ice cold sports see you guys